All right. Hello. How are you doing today? I am so excited. I have not done an interview in a while and I thought, you know what? It's about time. You know, I'm all about harmonizing our energy, harnessing our energy, utilizing that energy to shape and shift the world around us, to navigate this thing that we love to call the human experience and uh, really tap into other people's wisdom and knowledge to help us to better navigate our own energetic journey and responsibility as we move through our own lives. So today I am super excited to have a special guest, Ms. Robin Alexis, who's been a friend of the family, more than a friend of the family for more than 20 years now. Uh, in fact, Robin, I have to share this. It's like, um, I remember Lara was pregnant with Olivia, who is 21 now. So I'll give you an idea how long ago that was. And she's like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool to find something on metaphysical mothering. And I was at a local, you know, new age bookstore and they have the little uh, awakenings and I have, they have their little magazine. And sure enough, I see in the back, oh, metaphysical mothering. So I connected <laughs> to Robin and it's been this amazing journey. She is like an extremely talented energy worker, very wise, is just doing some high gradient work. I'll never forget the first time I did my first session with you and I came out of the room going, what did I just experience? It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, if you ever want to mess with the corporate guy, you have him do a, a, a session with Robin, but she has been <laughs> a, a blessing uh, to our family, has supported our children, our own evolution and unfolding. So Robin, I'm honored to have you in this space. How are you today? I'm so excited to be here with you, Mark. Every time you and I and your wife, we get our energies together, the energies become like a lotus flower that's just opening up its petals and we all get to cherish the frequency. It's very, very exciting to be here with you. Absolutely. And we never know where it's going to go. And that's really kind of the cool thing about it too. <laughs> so maybe a great place to start is, and I'd love to hear this answer actually, because obviously I've experienced your work for years now, and we've connected multiple times. But when somebody comes to you and says, Robin, what do you do? What is your answer? How do you answer that question? Because you do so much. I tell people I'm an experience, not an explanation. That depending on what the individual brings to me, which can be absolutely anything, uh, whether it needs a spiritual solution or otherwise, that that is where I'm going to meet them. And that in our union, it's not about a person gives their power away to me to have me bring them the energy. It's that we're collaborating together to create, in a sense, a portal of energy where the, the vibrational healing can come through, where their guides and guardian angels can speak through. And then it's up to the individual who I'm communicating with uh, as a medium between all these different um, beings. Uh, for them to discern whether it resonates to them or not. So it's never about me. It's about the individual's uh, openness to discover things. And it's about their ability to discern what resonates. Awesome. So that being then really these, depending on what they need, whether it be mm -hmm. healing, whether it be maybe consciousness expansion or a higher level mm -hmm. of awareness, or mm -hmm. maybe 
and some insight and perspective on how to manifest, how to create, how to shape and shift their lives? Would that be three great, I guess, focus areas that people could potentially dive into? Yes. And sometimes people will label it as a career choice or a relationship issue. But let's take, for example, a relationship issue, because you and I were just discussing that uh, before we started uh, recording the podcast. Uh, Whenever there's a conflict in a relationship, and in this case, I'm going to speak about my husband. In the past, I used to think, oh, what the heck's wrong with him? But now, over the decades of uh, being with him, I've realized that the first person I need to look to is myself. You know, what is it that my energy is bringing to the relationship that is part of the problem instead of part of the solution? And one of the things Mark and I were talking about is, as I was communicating with him uh, via text in the past week, I was brainstorming with him, boom, 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 a bunch of texts about, you know, what can we possibly do together? And when Mark and I got on the call today, he gave me an idea that will change my life and my husband's life. And that is that being that I do download frequently a lot of new information and energy systems, I often will just bounce off uh, these detailed texts to my husband of, oh, I just had this idea, or I just got this from Spirit, or I'll send him something in an email, or I'll walk into his office where he was working on something else and go, oh my God, I just had an idea. And he'll look at me like, oh my God, you just leave me alone. Mark just said, you know, Robin, when you get all of those really cool things happening, why don't you either write them down or talk into your phone and then set up a time so that when you want to share these really genius things that are coming through you, you and your partner or whoever you're working with has a moment to be really present to what you're saying and can give you feedback on it. And I thought, oh my God, that's brilliant. And that, I guess those are, that's part of the uniqueness of life is that, you know, we do get little mirrors back of solutions. Yes, sometimes we get challenges that come back in our experience, but yet they're all there to help us to teach and learn and grow. You said something earlier that I think is really important is that how you would respond to when some sort of, shall we say, disharmony showed up in your relationship, where before it was about them, but then later you realized it was about you and that it was about Mm -hmm. your energy. Could you dive in a little bit? Because really what you're saying is that our energy creates the dynamics that show up not only in our relationships, but in our health and other aspects of our lives. Maybe you could just share a little bit more about how important our energy is and why it is essential to always look at ourselves first prior to placing blame or, you know, reacting in a certain way that maybe is not conducive to closeness. Love to get some further perspective on that. Well, we each have energy patterns that we've developed and we can look at them as an energy pattern from the birth of the present lifetime, or we can look at them as an energy pattern from a soul level. And I prefer to look at them as an energy pattern from a soul level because I believe we are souls, that we are eternal, and that sometimes we will continue to, you know, reconceive ourselves and come through lifetime after lifetime after lifetime with a dysfunctional energy pattern. So when I look at myself that way, uh, and I step back and I go, okay, Uh, I used to get really, really mad at Bob because I would feel like he was um, coercing me into doing something. And 
so it took me a while to step back and go, okay, he's not going to coerce me into anything or um, coerce isn't the right word because he's a persuader. He, you know, he, he's always been in marketing. So persuading comes real easy to him. And it's not that what he's persuading you to do isn't good. It's just, I want to be in my own truth. I want to express for myself. It's going to take a big issue for us. When we first were coming to Mount Shasta, I didn't want to move here. And I don't even think initially Bob wanted to move here, but then he knew he wanted to move here before I wanted to move here. And I did not want to feel pressured to move here because he wanted to move here. So I had to really back up and think about, you know, is this where my soul will benefit, that my energy will become influenced in the highest and holiest ways, creating the most benevolent outcomes for my soul, which I'm going to be taking with me longer than I actually have for a relationship with Bob, right? So, you know, I wanted to make sure my soul was being honored. And it, I had to process a whole lot because it will learn how to listen to my soul. And I had to learn to honestly learn to not feel that I had to honor my husband. Because, and I know this may not make sense, and maybe you'll say, ask me questions back, so it does. But when I used to sort of move into resentment of feeling coerced by Bob and blame it on him, I had to step back and go, wait a minute, I was brought up at least in this lifetime, to be a very fundamental Christian female, which meant that I was supposed to obey my husband. But as I was evolving in my spiritual path, I became more and more sovereign unto myself. But as I would do it, I would get uncomfortable. And I would get uncomfortable and project that discomfort on Bob because he was the one showing me that I had to let go of the dysfunctional pattern of feeling like I had to only do what my husband said. Does this make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So really, because I think not only in that kind of dynamic, because, you know, I have a Christian background too, um, and it's not just Christianity. Let's face it, uh, there's quite That's a few true. traditions that put the men's perspective over the woman's perspective or energy mm -hmm. or whatever however you want to define it. You know, but I think the realization that our authority is really within our own selves. And... Mm -hmm to honor that soul aspect of who and what we are and make that the priority. I can think of in doing session work now for almost 20 years that in most of those sessions have been with women. It's been about them making themselves the priority, making themselves of the center of their own universe, not giving away their power to others, mm -hmm. but by being more and more true to their soul's essence, their divine calling they realize that there's this higher level of happiness, contentment, not only for themselves, but for the people that are, you know, whether it be a relationship or family members and stuff like that, more of a, a resonance that, a cohesiveness, so to speak, that takes place with that. So really what you're saying is, ultimately, our highest responsibility is to ourselves. Yes. Our soul's calling. Yes. Yes. So how do we get, because I think one of the things I hear, one of the things I've experienced in my own journey is, how do you really get clear on what that is? Because not everybody can see or hear into that. And sometimes I think that lovely little mind ego part of us likes to kind of create some static and noise in that connection because it wants to be in charge as opposed to the other way around. How do we enhance that connection to that inner part of ourselves? 
Well, I think, first of all, to realize that we have been basically mind-controlled for generations, and it's begin, become part of our genetics, the epigenetics, where we have a miasmic control uh, that we have to dispel, and we have to tell our beings and our bodies and our very cellular structure that we're, we're going to reconceive ourselves. We're going to take the energy that's the highest and holiest, reconceive ourselves, and, and be able to have our bodies be the temple for this soul energy to be in. Okay. Now, how do you find out what your soul purpose or soul mission is? This is what I think we do. We tune into our senses and what gives our senses the most joy. So, you know, in the beginning, you may even need to make a list. You may, you may be so out of touch of feeding your senses joy that you don't even know what it is. And so once you do, once you allow yourself to drop into what is it that gives me the feeling of joy in this body, in this time, that will give you the lens of what your soul purpose is. Because the soul purpose is going to be something that gives you the most joy. Mm. You know, it seems that sometimes though, and you kind of mentioned a little bit, the disconnection people have a hard time getting connected to what gives them joy. Now, maybe that's mind control stuff or past experience stuff, but not, I, you know, and I can think of my own experience where it's been hard for me to tune into what, Hey, what gives you joy? What would you just love to do? It's like, you know, if you like, even, it wouldn't even matter if you got paid or not. It's just like, you just complete love and passion are totally into that. Sometimes it's hard to get connected to that. So, it's almost like we create some disruptions in connecting into that. What are those disruptions and ultimately how can we move past them so that we can all live from that joyous space? Well, I think let's take the idea of money in abundance. Money in abundance is something that most of us, especially women have been programmed to, to feel um, disharmonious if they are if they have money and they can spend it any way they want and they may be told oh you know you're just going to blow or you can do this that or the other thing and maybe you will for a while who the heck knows but the bottom line is let's drop into the vibration of the joy of money for a moment and let's just see what comes up for both of us and let's see uh, about how we could clear it is that okay with you yeah absolutely okay so um when i think about money. For me, the first thing that comes to my mind is that I was taught in a very brutal way when I was young, that the only way I would be allowed to have children is if I was married, Christian, and had children within the structure of a marriage. And the, so I did that. I, and then the husband was abusive. And I would go to different people, the minister or whoever, and I'd say, hey, this dude's, you know, been abusive to me. And I would be told, you have to stay there. That's what Christian women do. And so I got it in my head that I could not have money to raise my children unless I was abused and stayed in an institutional structure that did not honor me as a person. So eventually I smartened up and, and got divorced. But then I was... Um, my family alienated me. And so then, you know, you're like really on your own. 
So then what I finally realized is money doesn't come through the church. It doesn't come through a man. Money comes from all that is source. It comes from the universe. And I said, you know, yes, yes. I say yes to that. And even when I said yes, I still had problems because I was so used to thinking I'd be a bad person if I said yes to my own sovereign abundance. But even speaking about it right now, I can feel that you, because you are an energy influencer, you are getting me to speak about something that gives me permission to influence my own ability to say yes to experience more abundance. Mm, Thank you. Interesting. I like the title too, Energy Influencer. I just added that on my business card. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. You know, I think for me, you know, okay, being a man, it's like, you know, it was set with my father's example, you know, oh, the man's, you know, the woman stays at home, takes care of the kids, you know, and that certainly falls into kind of that Christian philosophy or approach. You know, the man goes and, and is the source and that pressure is put on them. And I know that even in my career days, in my previous career life to what I'm doing today, there was a lot of pressure. It's like you judge your success and failure in life based on how well you brought and created money. It's almost like you add the burden that that I was the creator of money. But in essence, I love what you said. It wasn't until later that I realized, no, I'm not the creator of money, okay? That does come from that universal source and money being the primary tool that we utilize to exchange value in this world. And so there were some of those old things. And even today, I'm still navigating through conversations of lack or what happens if this doesn't work out and will I have enough to take care of the family and to fulfill my role as being a successful father and husband you know there are even though I've processed through much of that there's still some of that that comes up that I get to clear that I get to move through that I get to release and dissipate that because you can be a great father regardless of how much money you bring in regardless of that. And that's kind of the, the place where I've really had to move through a lot of my own conversations. Plus, in my own experience, there were years where we struggled financially. And as a result of that, brought up a lot of fear about that happening again. And then that fear comes into your present experience. Oh, what if I do this? You know, I've, I've got some money saved up in the savings account. What happens if I invest in the wrong thing? You know, I'm not getting any younger. If I do, you know, invest in something wrong, it's going to impact my retirement. All these little programs and like fear episodes that we've all been presented with over the course of our lifetimes that cause us to be a certain way or especially around this conversation around money and it really does impact our energy it impacts what we manifest and create as a result and ultimately yes it, i guess hence the importance of being committed to your expansion and your growth so that you can have new perspectives of how you view money or health or spirituality or any of these aspects in which we express and experience ourselves through so what I'm hearing both of us say is that we were initially raised in a concept of an institution that required us to sacrifice our own sovereignty 
and our own accountability for our own energy manifesting whatever we created in our life. And we were supposed to sacrifice that on behalf of an institution that did not honor us and that we had been unconsciously in the beginning perpetuating that that myth. Well, it's not a myth that that was that reality. But then we both said to ourselves, hey, we don't have to sacrifice our soul frequency on behalf of an institution that isn't serving our joy or our soul mission. We're going to null and void out that contract wherever it existed, however many lifetimes it existed. And we're going to sign a new contract with our own souls and our own energy influence. And the institution that we belong to is one where everyone is given the highest and holiest energy, creating the most benevolent outcomes in all ways, be they financial or others. And that is the new institution where everyone is lifted up. Everyone, it's power with, not power over. No, I love that. And it's a great, a great way to look at things. It's a great way to view our own journey and our own life. And I, and I also want to specify this. I think it's important to say this. This isn't a religion bashing episode here. Okay, because it can be through all sorts of institutions, education, media, you know, the medical institution, all these different institutions that basically have, I really think, played an important role. You know, I got presented with this aspect that they should really rename planet Earth to planet contrast, (laughs) where we get to experience the high of highs and the low of lows. And it's almost like, um, one of the things that came I coined a phrase years ago, it's like we come here to play the most elaborate game, the cosmic game of hide and seek. We hide our divinity, we hide our power, we hide our awesomeness, we're born into the world, we promptly forget every single bit of it, and then we have religious institutions, educational institutions, parents, the media, all these different things that continue to play this important role in hiding who we really are. And then there comes that time in our lives that you're sharing in your journey of, you know, being a more empowered woman, of being true to your own sovereignty and to your own joy. You know, it's like we come to those points where we start peeling back what's not the truth of who and what we are. Exactly. Peeling back what's not the truth. Yeah, I love that. And getting to the place where as you say, the harmonized life. And I would like to rename the planet, the harmony planet, where (laughs) that's what we create here as an institution. Harmony everywhere for each individual. And then collectively, that's what we create. You know, and I love that too. But I think part of also, because I think people look at this idea and this concept of the harmony planet, for example, okay, that you just laid out. It's like, Oh my gosh, life is just going to be beautiful and perfect and, and you know, <laughs> have any challenges or anything show up ever again. But I think it's really, you know, we know there's going to be daytime and nighttime. We know there's going to be new moon and full mm, good point. to work through the vibrations of our own lives, the ups and the downs. But it's like when we come at it from a different perspective, where we look at every challenge, let's say a dynamic that unfolds in our relationship, okay, with our significant other, and let's say a dynamic shows up, rather than, oh my gosh, you're wrong, blaming or reacting or whatever, it's like, oh, there's something more to learn here. 
There's something yeah. more perhaps maybe to let go of. There's something more perhaps maybe to embody that's going to continue to help my own journey to enlightenment, to help me reveal more and more of that divine masterpiece that's within in within all of us that so many of us have hidden to one degree or another. So it's like when we start leveraging the twists and turns of our own human experience, we open up to just really almost like setting some serious momentum into motion in our own awakening and remembering who we really are. So, so harmonized life for you is perception without judgment that as we experience life, we can flow with it and, and receive the experiences and just keep um, being an energy influencer on our own fields. Well, as we all should be, we have yeah. this responsibility to our energy because our energy reverberates through every cell and every fiber of our body, of our being. And if we're not responsible with our own energy, mm -hmm. look at, you know, we have all experienced it. We all have physical disharmony show up in our body in one way, shape, form, or another. It's a great feedback vehicle to letting us know, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's like, we have a responsibility to that. And then, yeah. you know, I have this idea. It's like, man, if we could really see how much our energy influences the world around us, oh, I think we would be much more mindful about our state of being throughout the day. If we saw how it reverberated not only in our home, in our community, in our state, in our country, in the planet, and in the universe in which we live in, oh, if we could see those frequency wavelengths, I think we'd like, oh man, I really need to be very focused on my own energy and my own state of being, you know, to how it is not only I impact my own cells with the very fibers of my being, but I also impact the world around me. And it just opens up a whole nother level of awareness of what's possible of how we can shine more light into the planet and also more effectively manage the tides and ebbs of our own personal energy. That's the exact message of one of the books I wrote. It's called Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. And that is what we must remember is that each one of us matter and our energies go out into the quantum universe and quantum physics says that when 51 percent of an energy goes in a certain direction the other 49 percent has to follow so the more of us who do institute within ourselves that accountability and responsibility exactly how mark so beautifully said it a few moments ago that is the key to making the world a much better place for everybody Yes. And I think that's something that we all truly desire. So since you brought up the book, I know you've written some books, you're doing some amazing things. So how can people find out more about your books? How can people get connected with you and what you're doing website? I mean, where would you like to send interested parties to learn more about what you you're bringing forward? Thank you, Mark. You can go to robinalexis.com and you will discover that I have a radio show. It's called Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis. It airs on KKNW in Seattle, Washington, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And it's broadcast from Mount Shasta. I'm in Mount Shasta right now in what I call the stone room. This is a fascinating energy room if you want to start feeling the vibrations you'll definitely get a sense of how unique it is here. So yes, RobinAlexis.com, you'll learn about my radio show. 
Uh, you'll also find three Reiki healing portals that are fascinating to experience. They're free also. And then I have three books. Uh, one is called Spirit Lady, The Gift of Robin Song. I am Spirit Lady because that's what my husband calls me. And the other one, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember, uh, was written to give people the information on how we can stop the human violence. And it really is as simple as what Mark and I were talking about today. The third book is called Donkeys, Humans, Butterflies, and Guns. And it's a parable about how do we stop mass shootings, school shootings, and that sort of thing. It's written like a children's book, but it's very potent and it is about energy responsibility. Uh, the, the fourth book coming out soon is called Conversations with Extraterrestrials. And that is literally out of this world. <laughs> All that's on my website, robinalexis.com. Awesome. So I invite you to go check it out, learn more. Like I said, she has had such a dramatic impact upon all of our lives if and then also you do sessions too i know that and there's yeah. got a tight session schedule but if you want to put on your belt and your shoulder harness and <laughs> the most amazing session i highly recommend it they're powerful insightful and just a, a one-of-a-kind experience so um, some amazing things that you're up to so once again i invite you to go to robinalexis.com right do i have the website right yeah you do so check it out and uh, learn more and tune into her show. You'll really get a sense of what she's up to. And, and you'll even get to hear from Bob, who we were talking about earlier in this conversation. So yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's an amazing guy. He awesome. really is. <laughs> well, Robin, I want to thank you for being on today, for sharing, for shining your light, for taking a stand for others to do the same. And uh, it's been a pleasure. And we're definitely going to have you back on. Oh, Maybe I look forward even. to it intertwined into some different avenues. We kind of uh, free-formed it today, but I'm definitely blown away by the way it showed up in the experience. So I hope you, everybody enjoyed this conversation. Check out our website. And uh, once again, take care and have a very harmonious day. Bye-bye. Blessings, Mark.